0: Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you stick with it. My guest this week is Maria Tracy and she created an app called Tell Their Stories. And the purpose of the app is to raise awareness about the issue of period poverty around the world and offer resources for people to take action on the issue. I got to talk with Maria about her app and her experience coding it. So without further ado, Let's get started with this episode featuring Maria Tracy. So
1: my name is Maria Tracy. I'm sixteen years old. I'm a wrapping up my junior year of high school. Um, and I guess the main reason why I'm here today is because I developed an app called Tell Their Stories. That's main purpose is about educating people um, about the issue of period poverty in sort of a global context. So looking at it in, in, from a lens that different countries face the issue differently. And then the app also provides users with resources on how they can address the issue in their own communities. And I guess the primary development with the app is that my app was named the winner of the Congressional App Challenge um, for 2022. So that happened back in February. And then about a month ago in April, I got to go to Washington, D.C. and present it at U.S. Capitol. So that was an unbelievable experience for sure. Really, I'm all about... um, tech. That's what I want to go into as I look in my career. But um, from like a social change lens, I,
0: I guess I would say. That is a great introduction and that's so exciting about the Congressional App Challenge and I'm so glad that we get to share that news and talk about it. So I'd love for you to tell me more about what got you started with this work. What motivated you to develop your app and then of course use it to start raising awareness about period poverty?
1: Yeah, for sure. So I think that I consider this app to be the intersection of two um, different focuses that I've been Cultivating independently for the last two to three years. So on one end, it's sort of the activism, the activism, social change side. So I, the main way that I got into that uh, is through the Girl Up organization. I learned about it during my freshman year of high school. Thought that the organization was super cool. Um, Girl Up, just to give a brief um, explanation, is. A uh, global campaign started by the UN Foundation um, about ten years ago that just focuses on promoting the issues that teenage girls, um, girls, women um, that face around the world. Um, So I started a chapter um, with a group of friends at my school um, at the at the end of my freshman year, and you know we we started an annual. Um, period product drive at my school um, for Women's History Month. That's happened twice so far. Um, We successfully got funding for period product dispensers um, in my school restrooms. So it became quickly um, a priority for me personally through my club of like promoting um, menstrual equity. Uh, So there was that side of things. And then the other side is that I've been learning to code since the end of my freshman year of high school. Started off with no experience and then gradually getting more advanced. And after doing the Girls Who Code summer immersion program, which is an intense two-week coding program that I did last summer. And it's it's super cool. It's free. It's um, for girls. They have you do a project at the end and it's about a social issue that you care about and it started off just like generally this is what period poverty is and then it I expanded it into being more specific so that's kind of how all of this came to be how I got interested in all of this is you know having these two interests that gradually um I found a way to bring them together
0: Yeah, I think the app makes so much sense as a way of combining your different passions and you're able to code while also raising awareness about this issue that you care so much about. So tell me more about Tell Their Stories and the purpose of the app. I would love to know more about the stories that are on the app, if you could give me kind of an overview of the app and the content that's on there. Yeah, of course. So like I said, it
1: originated as period poverty is an issue that I care about, I wanna inform people about it. But what I learned pretty quickly is there are resources that exist that just simply educate about period poverty. But I think what is missed in many that exist out there, even though anything really that educates people about period poverty I see as positive, is the fact that this issue is, is experienced so differently depending on what part of the world you're in. So here in the United States, the big thing is we're fighting the tampon tax. We're trying to make it so that period products are more affordable, more accessible, and that, you know, we're removing this tax on them, uh, which I think about half of the states so far have removed that taxed uh, period products like luxury goods or like beauty products. That is, you know, menstrual equity here. Now, of course, there are still many women in the United States who still don't have access to these products. But it's very, very different when you go to a country like Zimbabwe and Africa, which is one of the countries that's featured on Tell Their Stories, where the majority of women don't have access to sanitary restrooms anywhere in their homes, in their communities, in their schools. And so this, it's a a whole different level of where in order to address this issue, we need to address the fact that like these like sanitation needs to improve that, you know, certain social and cultural norms are causing women to be isolated from their communities, from educational opportunities. And so I personally, I'm a dual citizen. Um, I'm Brazilian American. And so I, I've i always been interested in looking at almost anything from a cultural perspective. And so that's where I think my unique perspective and voice is very much highlighted in all of this. So, so yeah, that's, I, I would say that is the feature looking at period poverty from uh, a cultural and global lens is very much what I think is the pivotal part of tell their stories. Um, in terms of what a user would see, there's kind of four components to the app because I really wanted to keep it as simple as possible. I think it can be overwhelming when we have too much going on. There's a simple mission page where I you know, talk to people about why i got started um i give a little description of what period poverty is since i'm fully aware that that's not common knowledge but i'm happy that anyone would want to learn more what i consider to be uh the key page is um the the database page um and it's not what you would typically expect as a database but it's it's a world map that's an interactive world map and there are designated countries on the world map that you can click on. I think we're up to 15-ish are live, close to 20 are being worked on. It's kind of a recurring process. So you can click on a country that is designated and you get taken to that country's specific page. And I have a summary that I, typically I write it myself, but I have a team now that also helps me with that. And it's essentially summarizing several different sources that we've read on what the issue looks like in that country. And then at the bottom of the page, we provide links to the organizations that are working in country like in those countries to to act to address the issue because a, a lot of times it's these regional organizations local sometimes national that are really making the impact and they're the ones that really need funds and support and volunteers to keep going we've tried to find as many of those as we can there's also plenty of links where people can learn more do their own research if they'd like and then the other main page is the Take Action page. And this details a little more specifically on how um, people can get started on advocacy um, on the issue of period poverty, if they would like. So it's essentially a long list of different ideas, projects, campaigns that you can start. And Many of them don't require any resources, any prior experience to get started because everyone starts somewhere and I want it to be as accessible as possible. And the majority of them focus on like a person's own local community. I personally am of the belief that that's the best place to get started, but there are options to go bigger if people would like. So that's, yeah, that's the fundamentals of the app. Um, The main way that we're expanding at this point is adding more countries and then also getting the mobile version fully live so that people can access it because right now like the the web version is just it's out there people can access it I mean it's never the most updated version because I'm always updating it somehow and like I have a pilot for the mobile that is not it's it's about I'm pretty close to having it go live, but there's always that accessibility issue with um, mobile apps just because getting it into an app store is the hardest process possible. So I'm definitely working on that.
0: I would love to know more about your experience with coding as well, because I know there are some people who are kind of self-taught and they learn through tutorials and videos and just on the go. But can you tell me about how you developed your coding skills? I'd love to know more about the process of really learning how to code and just how that became a passion for you and how you got so into this work.
1: Yeah, of course. So I kind of got started coding. It was the summer right after my freshman year and I I had gone into high school thinking I wanted to be a doctor like many people do and then I had spent a year in my school's health sciences program and I just I hated it like I it, it wasn't for me um, and so I, I, I felt like at my core I wanted to do something in STEM. I'd always been more inclined towards math and science and so I saw on Instagram some ads for Code with Klossy, which is a program that's very similar to Girls Who Code, um, and it was started by Carly Kloss, former Victoria's Secret model, um, and it's a free online two-week coding camp, so I was like, oh, you know, I'll try it out. Never had a, any experience before, and it was super overwhelming. They, like, these programs really pack a punch. They're amazing. They give you so much information, but if you're, like, it, if it's your first time and it's overwhelming, like, It's okay, because that's very much how I felt. But even in being overwhelmed and not really absorbing any of it, I felt like it was something that I wanted to keep doing. The issue for me is that, for whatever reason, at my school and in my community, there just are not very many resources for coding, even though there's so much online, and I've discovered that now, but it took me a while. So then I, I did some stuff, just some smaller, like, weekend workshops and like online hackathons throughout the year. And then I did Girls Who Code um, summer 2022. And that I was finally able to really absorb the information and get some sk- like some skills that I could actually apply for the first time. And then at that point, that's where I got started with girls uh, with uh, Tell Their Stories. So the one thing that I would very much share is that you can get started at any point. Once you can apply a little bit, then you can get started. So that at that point, I was doing fully uh, web development, HTML, CSS, JavaScript. Um, but then it's like I, con- I continued. So I found a program at a local tech company, Highland Software, that's based here in Northeast Ohio, where I live. Um, so this past year, I've been doing uh, every Tuesday, I have class there. I um, and I'm all the way up to where I'm doing advanced JavaScript and data analysis. Um, so I it very much like finding programs that are that were nearby was very important to me. also I, This past year, I've been doing a year-long online program with Google for um, underrepresented students in STEM. And it's like a survey of different ways that you can apply code. And uh, it's taught by Google engineers, which is so cool. So I did more with web development. I learned JavaScript for like graphic design, which was super cool. And then right now I'm in a class that's I'm learning Python uh, to be applied to music production, which is just so cool. And then this summer, I'm going to be doing even more. I'm doing an online program through MIT called Might Semester. And it's, uh, well, it's six months like intensive in the summer where I'll be doing hopefully a lot of coding stuff that's what i'm going to list on my preferences but it's a general like stem program so i could be doing some other things too um and then i'll be doing a project that will be um mentored by mit faculty and graduate students um fall semester so definitely like i would very much say i tried something new i figured out i liked it even though i was like terrible at the beginning and then You really just got to stick with it and allow your, you know, your interest for something to finally get to a point where you can be good at it. And then just keep going and like trying to find all the opportunities that you can. That's been something that's I've very much dedicated
0: myself to. So, yeah. I think it's so inspirational that you've been able to figure out your own path and find all of these different opportunities for yourself. And the MIT program sounds so exciting, so good luck. Uh, I have one more question for you. Lots of young people, especially high school students, college students, want to create change, and they may not know where to get started with that work. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I was definitely in that position. Um, I mean, I feel like I'm always in that position to some extent, but definitely two, three years ago, I felt that strongly. So I think I've learned the value of connections a lot um, over the last couple of years. So finding people who have been in that position and hearing their stories and learning how they got started. And that's why I think podcasts like this are great because they do that. They allow people to hear, um, to hear those exact things. But also, yeah, just trying to find people um, out there who are open with what they've been working on. It can be like people that you know personally in your school, um, people that you find on social media that are involved in similar projects as you. I think that's so important. Um, and I credit that a lot to my success, I guess. I, I would also say, you know, not allowing imposter syndrome to take over and feeling like you're, you know, you're not at a like, you don't have enough of something, you don't have enough experience, you don't have enough skills. I feel like everyone feels that way to some extent. So, really trying to overcome that as much as possible and if you're capable of doing something you know if you can make an Instagram page if you can start a club at your school then you are you're capable of doing that so and and again that's also something I've struggled with and then i would say the last thing would be to be to be patient because a lot of this takes time i I came up with the idea for my app in the summer. And I mean, I I was able to develop it fully by the end of October. But even then, I mean, there were so many issues with my code. There were so many times where I doubted if my, you know, if the idea was too niche. That I doubted, like, I didn't feel like I had any chance at the Congressional App Challenge. So I you know, debated giving up and you know pushing my timeline. So it's gonna take time because also I sub- I've submitted my app to so many different contests, programs, different things. Most are just kind of pending at this point, but a lot of them were like rejections before I actually got something. So you have to be patient. You can't get discouraged. You can't give up because if you know that there's merit to what you're doing, then eventually someone else will see that too.
0: I really enjoyed this conversation with Maria, and I really think that her story speaks to the importance of persistence. Maria has been persistent with her process to learn to code and persistent with the development of her app. Maria's story is an example of how valuable persistence can be and how change comes when you stick with it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can find Maria on Instagram at its.maria.tracy to get connected with her. You can also check out Tell Their Stories on Instagram as well at Tell Their Stories app to learn more about Maria's work. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at bethechangepodcast.org or on Instagram at bethechangepodcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then... Be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys.